Hey everyone, it's Father Pat here today to offer you my reflections on the scripture readings for today. Our readings today are from Saturday of the sixth week in Ordinary Time, a reading from the letter of St. James. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers and sisters, for you realize that we will be judged more strictly, for we all fall short in many respects. If anyone does not fall short in speech, he is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body also. If we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we also guide their whole bodies. It's the same with ships. Even though they are so large and driven by fierce winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot's inclination wishes. In the same way, the tongue is a small member and yet has great pretensions. Consider how small a fire can set a huge forest ablaze. The tongue is also a fire. It exists among our members as a world of malice, defiling the whole body and setting the entire course of our lives on fire, itself set on fire by Gehenna. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by the human species, but no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless the Lord and Father, and with it, we curse men who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this need not be so. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response, you will protect us, Lord. You will protect us, Lord. Help, O Lord, for no one now is dutiful. Faithfulness has vanished from among the children of men. Everyone speaks falsehood to his neighbor. With smooth lips they speak and double heart. You will protect us, Lord. May the Lord destroy all smooth lips, every boastful tongue. Those who say we are heroes with our tongues, our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? You will protect us, Lord. The promises of the Lord are sure, like tried silver, freed from dross, sevenfold refined. You, O Lord, will keep us and preserve us always from this generation. You will protect us, Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no fuller on earth could bleach them. Then Elijah appeared to them along with Moses, and they were conversing with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He hardly knew what to say. They were so terrified. Then a cloud came, casting a shadow over them. Then from the cloud came a voice. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, the disciples no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. As they were coming down from the mountain, he charged them not to relate what they had seen to anyone, except when the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. Then they asked him, Why did the scribes say that Elijah must come first? He told them, Elijah will indeed come first and restore all things. Yet how is it written regarding the Son of Man that he must suffer greatly and be treating with, treated with contempt? But I tell you that Elijah has come, and they did to him whatever they pleased, as it is written of him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. 
There is amazing wisdom in the maxim, his bark is worse than his bite. I generally get along pretty well with dogs, and the first reaction of a dog to most people, especially a stranger, is an unfriendly bark. Barking, by definition, uh, is not quiet. The noise, along with some well-placed growling and teeth bearing, is a very clear defense mechanism. It says to the approaching human, I don't know you, I don't trust you, and I'll eat part of your leg rather than let you hurt me without a fight. You gotta hand it to them, they know what they're doing. Most people would walk away, back away, or run away from a barking dog. I, however, usually make some attempt to win the dog over. Like the dog, I use my mouth, talking lovingly, sympathetically, and gently to the animal. It works more often than not, and I make a new friend. Please note, I make no claims about uh, how this technique might work with wolves or coyotes or jackals. I'm talking about domestic canines. A dog's mouth is truly its most dangerous weapon. That's why electric fences and muzzles exist. You know, there are days when I wish I had been wearing a muzzle or kept my mouth shut instead of speaking. I'm absolutely certain that my mouth has been my best weapon and my worst enemy at different times over the course of my life. I say something stupid or insensitive or downright mean on occasion, but for me at least, my main offense is speaking out of emotion, especially anger. That almost never turns out well, and sadly, once the words come out, you can't push them back in. The damage is done and generally at least partially irreversible. St. James presents a strikingly direct commentary on this very challenge. I've never thought about it, actually, in the terms that he offers. I'm going to quote him uh, from our first reading a couple of uh, spots. First, if anyone does, does not fall short in speech, he's a perfect man. If anyone does not fall short in speech, he's a perfect man. That's how, that's how, that's how, important, that's how important your mouth is or your, your speech is. He says uh, a little bit later, the tongue is a small member, and yet it has great pretensions. And then he says, consider how small a fire can set a huge forest ablaze. The tongue is also a fire. And then he ends with, no man can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless the Lord and Father, and with it, we curse men who are made in the likeness of God. You know, we spend a lot of time tending to the various parts of our bodies, but the mouth, the the tongue, at least in terms of, of the power of speech, gets pretty, pretty scant attention. And yet, even the weakest person physically can do great damage with his or her tongue. And within speech also lies our greatest ability to do good. I can calm an anxious dog with my voice. I can I can dry tears with a phone call at the right time. I can coerce a laugh that will change a person's mood in the course of his or her day. Way too many times our tongues are our downfall, though. But as St. James says, from the same mouth come blessing and cursing. This need not be so, my brothers. Why? Because, as St. John's Gospel says at the very beginning, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It was God's Word, God's voice, God's tongue that brought all of creation into being. And then, and then Genesis tells us God looked at everything he had made, that, that his words had made, and he found that it was very good. And as both the creation story and St. James remind us, we are made, we are made. Every human being is made in his image and likeness. Our words, our words should be then his words. And so they also should be and do very good. So where can I buy a human muzzle 
just just for when I'm feeling weak. God bless you.